The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there is going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away. Welcome back to Beautiful Disasters, Schlock Abuse Edition. Schlock Abuse. This is a little special Schlock Abuse. Groots and myself had discussed, we've been torturing each other with shitty movies <laughs> on our own little ones, and we decided to uh, spread the Schlock of Love to... Uh, schlock of Love. Schlock of Love, that's wow. right. To our uh, our significant others. Groots uh, tortured Jody with his select feature, and... I decided to do the same thing. So I picked out a movie I thought would be kind of a little personal for uh, Charlotte. Let's introduce myself. I'm Hi. Charlotte. Yes. Um, I'm really supportive of Beautiful Disasters and the Shock Abuse. actually watch a lot of these movies with them, and it is torture. And this was my own particular torture that you bestowed upon me. Yes, yes. Well... I know you're a big fan of Rock and Roll High School, the 1979 classic with Ramones, and I decided, well, there's a sequel out there, and you should experience that sequel starring Corey Feldman. Rock and Roll High School Forever, (laughs) or the sequel to Rock and Roll High School. So I love Rock and Roll High School. I was in like seventh grade. I was a little punk kid in school, and I was sitting there watching my copy of Rock and Roll High School on VHS, like, religiously, jamming out to the Ramones. I fucking love Rock and Roll High School, which actually, I introduced you to Rock and Roll High School. That is true. Shh. Which you should have seen before you met me. lose points for that. you lose points for that. So I loved it. I love Rock and Roll High School. I love the Ramones. I was, like, really excited, and Hunter was like oh, we're going to do the sequel, Rock and Roll High School Forever. And I was like, all right, all right, you know, like, we'll we'll do that. I'm excited about that. How bad could it be? Oh, my God, this was a fucking dumpster fire. This was so bad. It was so bad. Like, I was prepared. I took my Adderall so I could pay attention. But it was so... All over the place. I feel like you kind of wish you hadn't taken that to pay attention. I wish I had taken better drugs. Like, this was, like, such a weird fucking movie. Like, okay, the first one was amazing. It was just awesome. It was what it was. It was just really cheesy and fun, and it didn't take itself very seriously. And it had, like, a... A little plot, and it followed it relatively well, and it was just fun. It was just fun. Rock and Roll High School was a fun movie. And this one, like, I tried to take notes, I was trying to pay attention, and it just made no, no goddamn sense. No goddamn sense. Like, it was (laughs) fucking absurd. So first of all, it had a preface warning screen. It said, warning, the practical jokes depicted in this motion picture are performed by professionals. Do not attempt them at your school, as they may result in detention hall for life. Oh, bummer, dude. Bummer, dude. Detention hall for life. Before we get into whatever you could call a plot of this movie, I do want to preface it by saying you are not a huge fan of movies from the 90s. I fucking hate the 90s. All right, like, (laughs) I don't know. I was born in 91, 
And I just, the 90s were just gross. Like, they were just full of, like, fucking hairspray and weird hair and giant clothes and, like, weird music. Like, I just, the 90s, I don't know, I'm just just not partial to 90s movies. It just, it wasn't a good childhood for me. It was just a weird place to be. So I'm not (laughs) partial to that. This movie throws up all over you the amount of 90s it can have in it. It was so 90s. God damn. I just found that even more hilarious that as shitty as this movie is, it is so blatantly 90s, it's ridiculous. It was really bad. And so I'm definitely a weird person and are strangely married to Hunter. And the fact that there's actually a ton of movies I haven't seen so all the all your classic childhood movies, all the classics, like I haven't seen. I actually like went outside as a child and lived my life as opposed to watching movies. So this is actually the first movie with Corey Feldman that I've ever seen him in. Which is this a is weird. My... This is such a weird introduction because this is the weird '90s. I want to be Michael Jackson, Corey Feldman, where half the movie he's trying to dance like Michael Jackson and dresses like Michael Jackson. Yeah, and this is your introductory movie to Corey Feldman. It's kind of kind of crazy. Yeah. He had, like, the hair and, like, the jackets and, like, the clothes and, like, this is my introduction to Corey Feldman. And I honestly didn't hate his character. I didn't hate him in it. I <laughs> really don't know how I feel about this movie, but I didn't. I know how I feel about this movie. Oh my Fuck. god! This was supposed to be your torture movie, and somehow I sat through this piece of shit too. Do you want to stay married? Do you want to oh, stay married? Oh man, it's for better, or for worse. You uh, have to. The shit was this. rough. And then the fun, sad thing is, I think I remember watching like a portion of this back in the day when it was on HBO when I was like a teenager, and I never thought I would watch this movie from start to finish. Oh my god. Alright, how do we start? So, (laughs) fucking... Oh my god, okay. So, we're at Ronald Reagan High School, and it starts off the movie by these kids running around, and they're obviously about to cause some mischief, and they have, like, the punk kids in school, which they're in this band called the Eradicators. Yeah, there's this band of punk kids called the Eradicators, and they're pulling all these pranks at school or whatever. Careful calling them punks, because there's yeah. nothing really punk about them. <laughs> they, I don't know, the leather jackets, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. The, the, the pretend dude, The dude with the hammer pants, I don't know if I'd call that <laughs> punk as, as much as um, 90s. The rock and roll kids. Yeah, they're the rebellious kids. So they start off by pulling this prank where they flush all the toilets in the school and, like, flood the school, and, like, it's a big fucking issue. Classic prank. And they make some references to Rock and Roll High School, saying that it was Rock and Roll High School Day, it was the day that the school burned down, the last movie, so they could do, like, whatever they want during Rock and Roll High School Day. And it's pretty much just Corey Feldman looking like Michael Jackson, just dancing around, (laughs) and just a bunch of shenanigans. And pretty much that was, like, the whole movie. Like... There was no plot. It was like a fever dream. It was like little random ideas and like starting of a plot. And then it would commit to like two or three couple minute scenes wrapping up those plots. But honestly, like the whole movie was just random as shit. It seemed like, and I think I said this like halfway through, it seemed like there was like six or seven different screenwriters and they all had these ideas and they wanted to get everybody's ideas in, but... It's just these little pockets of, like, 
just little shitty stories that you don't care about, and then it jumps to another little shitty story you don't care about, and then back to the main gang. Ugh. But there's, like, appearances by people from the first movie in this. Yeah, they had uh, the vice principal named Dr. Vader, which she had, like, one hand. She had, like, a claw hand, which I guess was supposed to be intimidating. Which pretty much, like, they still had an issue with, like, discipline in the school, so they wanted to, like, bring in an authority figure to help with discipline in the school. And then we have Dr. Vader, who was the principal in the last movie, came back as the vice principal, and she tried to make the school, like, a prison, and, like, it was a whole fucking ordeal. And fucking Christ. Um, I do want to say real quick, the one person that kind of caught me off guard is the main guy from Night of the Creeps, and um, for people who have seen uh, European Vacation, played the second Rusty, is randomly in this movie as one of the prep, the evil prep kids in this. I love him, though. I know, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, you're like, oh, it's a dude from Night of the Creeps, but he's also in this piece of shit. Yeah, I liked him better than Night of the Creeps. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. So, yeah, there was no plot. Yeah, there was, like, no fucking plot. So, it's pretty much like the quote-unquote punk kids just trying to, like, prank the school and take over the school. They had, like, some references, like, to the older, to the the first movie. They had uh, a lot of things with mice. They had, like, the mice, which the first movie, they did a lot of mouse experimentations and stuff like That's that. That's so right. So they had some mice. They had, like, Ramon's posters. Yeah, they kind of plastered a lot of... Yeah. For the Ramones not being anywhere near this movie or having anything to do with punk rock... Like, there's characters that are wearing Ramon shirts. They had a Ramon's coffee mug. There's Ramon posters. Like, a lot of stuff to remind you that the Ramones were in the first movie, but nothing relatable in this movie at all. The Ramones would be so ashamed of this movie. Yeah. They would. I don't think they signed off on this movie at all. They would not. They would not like this. I'm honestly trying to reference my notes, and nothing makes sense. <laughs> so, there was this one completely random scene in the sort of beginning where Corey Feldman is going through, like, the newspaper wanted ads, and this woman's, like, selling a refrigerator. And him and his little friends get such a hard-on about this refrigerator. So they go to this woman's house and pay her to look at the refrigerator, and then they break out into song and dance, wearing costumes of, like, pots and pans, worshipping this refrigerator. And they're just dancing around, singing about this refrigerator. They call themselves, like, this church cult that worships refrigerators. And that's, like, a whole, like, eight-minute scene in the movie. It's, like, supposed to be a prank, but, like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, what the fuck is the point of that? Because I remember they were like, oh, man, check this out. She's selling a fridge. Let's do it again. Like, it's almost like this is their way of pranking people is making them think they're in this crazy cult. But it wasn't fucking funny. Yeah, and they paid them to go look at the refrigerator. They, like, wasted money on this shit. And it just made no sense. Like, first of all, it didn't make sense to the movie. Second of all, like, what the fuck is that? Like, I don't understand what that even is supposed to mean. Now, do you remember subplot um, D when um, there's a radio contest to win tickets to, like, the greatest concert of all time? And so one of the characters sets it up for them to um, auto-call the radio station to get Corey Feldman's band as the best local band so that they win the tickets. And then it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Then, <laughs> they reference this like five or six times. 
finally, somewhere near the end of the movie, the DJ shows up and he's like, I got your tickets. And then Dr. Vader shows up and destroys the tickets. And that's it. And that's it. And that's it. Like, there was no solid, I can't emphasize this enough, there was, like, no solid plot to this. Like, it was just random as shit. I shouldn't have just been on Adderall. They should have been on Adderall trying to write this fucking movie. Do you recall the, um, the lunch cafeteria scene when they decided to show us the different groups that were there? And the blatant races as shit one where they have the um, the Mexican gangsters loading their guns. Yeah, they had like semi-automatic rifles, not just like handguns. They had like like really intense guns. They had fucking guns in high school. <laughs> they just thought it was. And funny. it was like it was this group, this Mexican <laughs> gang. Like it was like so blatantly racist. But it's just funny because it's like, oh look, here are the preppy kids, and then the next table is like the weirdos. And the next pick uh, table is like the the metal kids, and then again, like the Hispanic gangsters loading their guns. And you're like, this is really fucked it was up. Fucking weird as shit. But then we're introduced to the witch girl. Um, apparently there's this girl that's like a witch and her mom's a witch. And I can't really tell you more because they don't explain much more. Subplot Subplot, F? yeah, subplot 25. God damn. And so there's a witch girl and one of the little punk kid band members, like, they maybe form a relationship. It's not really clear. But um, <laughs> it's something to not really care. There's nothing to care about in this movie. You give zero shits about any character in this movie. No, you, they they I guess subplot. I don't know. Um, G is Corey Feldman's character trying to get with the substitute teacher. You know. Yeah. That's that's sort of a plot. Yeah, he's maybe. like trying to get with her, and spoiler alert, they kind of make out and get together in the end. But it's, like, the whole movie, it's maybe, like, six or seven minutes of him, like, macking on her. And she's like, oh, stop it. Just stop it. Well, she keeps saying, you're a student. Yeah. I'm a teacher. And apparently at the end of the movie, she's like, eh, fuck it. We're laws. That's fucking statutory rape. Like, that is, like, some (laughs) underage shit. But he's Corey Feldman. He's so fucking cool. Oh, my God. He did his dance moves in front of her. That's what got her, all right? She wasn't about him till the prom when he started singing and he was rocking those fucking dance moves and then she got all hot and bothered and she's like you know what fuck the age difference fuck the fuck it that he's a student i gotta get me some Corey feldman oh my god fucking craze you think Corey feldman might had some involvement in writing the script he's like all right i want the scene where like there's this older substitute chick but she's into my shit because of my dance moves because i don't see like a screenwriter setting up that scenario in any way besides Corey Feldman, like, over his shoulder, like, hey, put 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 that in there. Put that in there, right? Like, oh, God, this movie. Oh, my God. How did I end up watching it? Oh. So, the end plot, like, their goal in the end is they want to play the prom. Like, their band wants to, like, play in prom. So, they set up this whole thing where they, like, take over the spot of the band that's supposed to play, and then they end up playing prom, and that's a big fucking deal. But they, oh, oh, fucking, so somehow (laughs) they, the principal, the vice principal, Dr. Vader, they call this, like, this, like, wanted ad in the newspaper of some guy that needs, like, a woman to, like, 
show him some discipline and teach him a lesson and teach him how to behave like some BDSM shit. So they lure this guy over to the school and set up Dr. Vader with this guy. And then they start doing like crazy BDSM shit. But she takes her claw hand and makes it a whip. (laughs) And he's like, she's like whipping this guy and smoking, by the way. She's like smoking in this high school all throughout the movie. And, like, licking his nipples and, like, yeah. whipping him and, like, this whole BDSM shit. Well, that's the thing that was missing in this movie. I was just thinking, like, where is that? And there you go, because you, you gotta have the principal whipping the shit out of some random dude. I don't fucking know. And <laughs> she, like, loses her shit at some point during prom and tries to start murdering everyone. She gets in her car and tries to run over everyone in prom, and that's fucking vehicular manslaughter. Like, she's trying to kill some fucking teenagers. Yeah, I don't think they're really caring about the law at this oh point. Oh my god. So. And then the, like, I guess principal is just sitting there like, well, she was a piece of shit person anyway, and this school, you know, needs to burn down. Yeah, because and... yeah, she drives it in, the uh, whole school fucking blows up, and he's like... Yeah, she wasn't doing a good job anyway. Like, I I know someone literally just died in a fire. Whatever. And then he's just looking on the bright side of life. And he's like, you know, this school is getting kind of old anyway. Just let it burn. We'll build a new one. I don't know what kind of budget this motherfucker has, but wow. I mean, I was impressed. Yeah, there's definitely stock footage of the first movie of the school burning down. And then there's stock footage of just a building burning. I don't yeah. know if you picked up on that, but it's like the regular shot of the the, play, the building on fire, and then stock footage from the first movie of that school on fire, and then there were shots of just, it looked like a warehouse that yeah. was on fire. Like, they're like, shit, we need to fill out another, like, 20 seconds of fire, so <laughs> uh, just throw that in there. Wow, oh this God. movie was fucking terrible. It was really bad. My, the- la- my last thought, before we wrap this up... Is so they had like the prep kids that were like the evil people in the movie trying to like bring down the punk kids, and they were like, there was this one couple, and the girl and the guy were trying to like hook up, and the girl was like really horny for him, but he was like kind of pushing her away and like was trying to like deny sex from her, and he was all paranoid. He was like, oh my god, we can't have sex, we might get AIDS. Which I'm like, yeah, every fucking high school boy is like, don't suck my dick, we might get AIDS. <laughs> yeah, fuck this movie. Yeah, it was fucking, uh, it was terrible. Here's a little sad side note, is I thought we were going to have to find this on YouTube. I knew this movie existed, and I wanted to throw it at you because of your love of the actual good high s- rock one. and roll high school. Luckily, because Groots is Groots, he has a DVD double feature, uh, Corey Feldman, that has this movie and another shitty 90s Corey Feldman movie on it. So I didn't even have to go on YouTube. Groots had it amongst his collection. Of course Groots did. Surprise, surprise. Wow. <laughs> this was like, was 135 minutes? Yeah, that's like time I can't get I back. Can't, no, it was three hours. I, I that There's no way it was like an hour and a half. It felt like three hours of just nothing fucking going on. It was just so random. Like, I wanted this recording to be, like, a really good synopsis of what happened and, like, thoughts about it. But, like, it was fucking gar... It was, like... It made no goddamn sense. It was it was on crack. Like, it made no sense. I've, I've made it through maybe one or two schlock abuse movies that Groots has given me just out of spite. But this one... 
if I wasn't helping you out, I would have turned this off I after know. 20 minutes because it's terrible. One last thing I want to say is that I guess Corey Feldman, because it's an early 90s movie, had to skateboard everywhere. But it's obvious Corey Feldman doesn't know how to skateboard. So he hops on his board and then a dude with a really bad looking wig is in every one of the shots. And then they'll have the close up of him looking like he like Corey yeah. Feldman skateboarding. But the guy they have doesn't look anything like Corey Feldman when he's actually on the skateboard. I just thought that was pretty oh, yeah. fucking and hilarious. Then when, when it's like a close up of Corey Feldman, he's like very obviously terribly like trying to balance on like the board like it's really bad oh one thing we forgot Uh is the fever dream holy shit you you take this one well i know in the first rock and roll high school there's the uh the scene where she's in her bedroom and you know joey ramones starts coming in starts singing and it's kind of this like weird music video moment they decided to um copy that in this movie where Corey Feldman, he's all bummed out because they're not going to play at the prom. And so he has his own weird fever dream music video. And this dude like rolls up and starts like singing this really shitty version of, I guess, a rock and roll song called High School is a Prison. And it's fucking terrible. And you're like, please wake him up. Do something. This is fucking shit. It was fucking weird. Overall, it was such a... I was... I was... I don't know if I was entertained. I don't know. Like, I was... I think I want to like this movie. I think I have such a hard-on for Rock and Roll High School that I'm like... I'm gonna want to like this movie. You're never watching this but again. This was bad. I will give this back to Groots, and I will never watch we this movie again. We have to burn Groots's house down. <laughs> I don't like, know. We have to do. Don't... I don't think we have to go that far. To... <laughs> You're like he must pay for making us watch. Burn this movie. his house down. Sorry, Groots. Oh man, but yeah, this was a uh, this one was a rough one. I uh, I think I actually yelled at the TV more than you did. Where just insane dumb shit would happen, and I just was yelling, "Why is this happening? Why is this a movie?" This I don't know what this was. This was I I need I need to sleep after this. This was like <laughs> this was really bad. So overall, don't watch this movie. Listen to this. Don't watch this movie. It's fucking weird. Hold on, unless you are a huge huge '90s Corey Feldman fan, not '80s. Not talking about Goonies, not talking about Gremlins, not talking about Lost Boys. You have to be a 90s Corey Feldman fan. If you are and you dig those Michael Jackson dance moves and his attempt at singing, then this is the movie for you. Besides that, which there's got to be maybe, that's like a 2% of people that would do that. (laughs) Besides that, yeah, stay the fuck away from this movie. Stay away from this movie. Well, that wraps it up with um, Rock and Roll High School Forever. Um, please don't watch this. This is all you need. This is all you need from this. But please visit GUIPodcast.com. Um, go to the right-hand corner. There are links to Amazon and Public, which are their sponsors. Uh, you can also listen to all of the other podcasts on the network at GUIPodcast.com. Um, we also have GalaxyCon coming up at the end of the month, the 28th, 29th, and 1st. Uh, we have several panels, and uh, GUI will be there for that. Besides that, um, Beautiful Disasters on Facebook. Give us feedback, and then uh, wherever you listen to the podcast, just rate and review. Give us feedback. We love that. Besides that, uh, this is FU Hunter. And this is Charlotte, and I hope not to be here again.
are back for 2020's GalaxyCon happening February 28th through March 1st in the Richmond Convention Center. And uh, we've got six panels for you this time. We had five last time. We've got six for you this time. Five live recorded podcasts and a Adventures in Podcasting panel as well. The schedule goes February 28th at, from 5 to 5.50. We've got the Geeks Under the Influence panel. Six to seven on Friday is Smack My Pitch Up. Saturday from 4 to 4.50 is Geek Father. And uh, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. is Beautiful Disasters. That's going to be both showing a main feature film and then discussing it afterwards. They're going to be showing Space Truckers and then uh, showing both Space Truckers segments while talking about it and also segments of other films featuring celebrities that are at GalaxyCon. Then Sunday from 4 to 4.50 is Adventures in Podcasting where you can hear stories about our times uh, it, with Geeks Under the Influence doing podcasting, stories from other conventions, stories from recording, and insights, information, uh, helpful clues if, if you are interested in getting into podcasting yourself. Then one of our newest shows, 545 to 645, is From the Mouths of Madness with my co-host from GUI, Lowdown Brown, and Fuck You, Hunter, as they discuss the favorite kills from horror movies, I believe, is their, uh, is their subject matter. So come out to the GalaxyCon and the Richmond Convention Center, February 28th to March 1st, and enjoy some Geeks Under the Influence live. It's free with uh, paid admission. Find more information at GUIPodcast.com or any of our social medias. We will see you there.